Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio. This is episode number 16, Training Your Creativity, the Abstract Sculpture Thought Experiment. But before we jump into the episode, Let me tell you a little bit about myself in case you're new here. I'm Chris McNeil. I'm the founder of Thought Inc. and the creator of the Thought Process of Strategic Thought Leadership. Now I'll spell thought funny, T-H-A-U-T. And the website for that is thaut.io, thought.io. So I'm a marketer, but with a focus on strategic thought leadership. And while I've got a marketing agency called Fifth Level Web as well, my primary role myself now is in thought leadership coaching and consulting. And while we still do a good bit of agency work, I've pivoted more to this coaching and consulting role for some really good reasons. And one is that you are the source of your thought leadership. And if the source of thought leading ideas is expected to be an external agency, the marketplace smells a difference right away. They're not likely to buy in. So it's a matter of harvesting the innate thought leadership that's been developed by thought leading organizations, the best minds in organizations, and the leaders in organizations. And I suspect since you're listening to this, you are one of those leaders. And what I found is that while nearly every leader that I've worked with has what we might call thought leadership position, worthy product or service innovations, distinctive ways of empowering customers, maybe unique relationships with the marketplace or customers, most of them haven't learned to fully recognize it and package those unique angles into a robust and sticky model, a thought leadership model that can move a market segment or audience. So it's a different set of skills. It's a different role than what most business leaders would expect from an agency. And the coaching role is just so much leverage and impact in marketing because you're your greatest resource. Investing in yourself is always going to pay the greatest return. And this includes increasing your insight, your inspiration, and your impact. And I don't mean fixing stuff that's broken. I don't mean it in a remedial way. I mean it in a generative way. I mean taking the best and making it even better. So while I've got a long history in marketing, I've been in marketing about 15 years now, and really 
another 15 years before that through my companies because it was the marketing that I believe was largely behind their success. I was doing what I came to later call strategic thought leadership before I had really even heard of the phrase. So some might say that I bring to the table credentials in entrepreneurship and influence and coaching and innovation. I've won multiple national and regional awards for innovation. And when I was in the fitness and wellness business, uh, I gained 20 years experience coaching and coaching coaches in what grew to be a multiple location personal training studio business, as well as providing corporate wellness programs for large companies like Bayer. But this model I developed using my skills as a master NLP, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, and what I'd learned from fields like sports psychology and systems thinking, we created a motivation and behavior modification model based on NLP, based on sports psychology, so it wasn't just about lifestyle change and physical fitness for those who let themselves be open to it. It also became a path to greater self-mastery by learning to create an environment, to bring out a state of high motivation, raise that motivation, focus it on specific progressive goals to create a confidence building path of goal achievement and the mastery of things like exercise performance, new healthier lifestyle habits. So it became a mental game about this motivation and behavior modification, creating this environment of high expectation of success and continual regular reinforcement of progress. So I developed and helped other people develop these NLP based coaching skills of changing beliefs because in many cases it wasn't about people not knowing what exercises to do or what to eat it was about getting their beliefs in alignment with their goals so they believed that they could do it they believed that they were the kind of person who could master these things and create whatever kind of body they wanted to live in to support all the other things we wanted in life. And so this is a 10 year run of expanding these studios over 2000 clients. And I sold it to friendly competition in order to go into large scale software for lifestyle management and then marketing Had a contract with a very large company with hundreds of thousands of employees to do wellness software based on the exposure from the awards. And again, it was very much mental game based, motivation based, and discovered that there was a need for bringing this new frame to technology supported marketing. So founded a marketing organization to do this tech-based marketing and consulting and brought these NLP skills in to start to learn from the masters, learn from the high achievers who stood out and dominated their markets, who 
had messages that cut through the clutter that knew how to use these new dynamics of consumer behavior and consumer expectations that the internet created to their advantage. And this evolved into what became the thought process of strategic thought leadership. And discovering that in marketing, like in fitness, the coaching relationship is super high leverage because Otherwise, a marketer can be perceived by leadership as being in a hierarchical role. And information doesn't flow in a hierarchy, and it needs to flow. So we can discover audience insights that open opportunities. We also need a non-hierarchical relationship so I can best draw out hidden potential and help these leaders direct it towards effectively influencing marketplace or audience to see what the offer is absolutely distinctive and separate from the rest. And so if this is the kind of support, the kind of high success expectation environment that you think would help you get to your next stage, check out the links in the episode notes or just go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com I do a free 30-minute, you call it a brainstorming session, a consultation, um, but a time focused on you and what you want to accomplish, what resources you have, what environment you're in, what your goals are, what would be a breakthrough for you, what would be the leap out of the comfort zone that would give you what you want in a powerful way with strategic thought leadership marketing, which is, to me, the way to market. Otherwise, you get lost in the crowd. So I feel like businesses that want to succeed in today's age need to create powerful messages that cut through the clutter and that fuel this pre-purchase research that 81 to 89%, depending on what study you look at, of people do before they make a major purchase. People are researching online to learn when they're in a research state, they're in a learning state before they get to a buying state. And if you're not fueling the questions they're asking and leading their thinking to revere your unique position in a way that also helps them revere your specific offer above and apart from all others, you're going to get lost in the mix. So you, you just have to do it this way these days. But in any case, I'd love to help you. Um, at a minimum, go to the episode page. Again, the links in the episode notes and get the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. It will help you better grasp the fundamentals, the building blocks of strategic thought leadership, how to gain insight, how to create a clear thought leadership position, how to build talking points that move thinking and that inform a coherent and powerful campaign. And it's all there at thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So we're about to get into training your creativity, the abstract sculpture thought experiment. But first, a short message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Thought Leadership Studio. 
message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Scorpions can only race up to a certain age before they are sidelined and put out to pasture, sometimes with debilitating injuries from their years of racing. Even the more famous ones are forgotten about and sometimes left to rot away in cages with a scrap of lobster artichoke salad thrown to them here and there. We want to find homes for these former racing scorpions. We want to let them live out their final years in a beautiful setting. You can give a retired racing scorpion a good retirement of living their golden years out in a ranch setting, free to roam, play, and frolic with the other retired racing scorpions for only $50 a month per quarter pound of scorpions. Sponsor a racing scorpion. Give them a good retirement. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today and get a free bib with the Scorpion Helpers logo along with a signed picture of the former champion racing scorpion, Ralph of the Atlantean Wildebeests. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today. Save a scorpion from being relegated to a traveling circus where they're forced to play tricks and jump through hoops in front of a crowd in between being carried from city to city. All alone and only one train car per scorpion per room. Make a donation today at scorpionhelpers.com. So let's talk about this abstract sculpture thought experiment, which is about using abstract visual thinking to stimulate unconscious creative processes. And this is 
a process that you don't want to listen to while you're doing something else. Definitely not while you're operating heavy, dangerous machinery. So let's start with what if you could see your current marketing, your leadership, your influence, your sales results, your current state, however things are now, as if it was an abstract art sculpture representing it that evokes that state. What would it look like? Imagine you're at some modern art museum like MoMA in Chicago or New York. There's a really nice display room for this abstract art sculpture that represents your current state of audience influence, your current state of audience insight your current state of audience impact. Walk around it. Note the interplay of light. Let it take shape. Don't force it, let it come to you. And stop this podcast and restart it at any point for any extra time you need to go more deeply into this inner state of reflection. Now we know that some of the greatest artists use a process called synesthesia either intentionally by training their minds to it or maybe even unconsciously so they don't really even notice they're doing it until someone asks them the kinds of questions that evokes the stages of setting up the perfect state to draw from their inspiration, to tap into their inspiration, to evoke their inspiration, to bring it to life in form. But synesthesia is translating from one sense to another. Mozart did it when he composed by imagining that the sounds of the instruments corresponded to different tastes in a meal. And he actually would make a good tasting meal with his conscious mind out of a bunch of melodic ideas. And then turn it over to his unconscious mind and let it unfold to an abstract sculpture 
similar to what we're doing now. But let's imagine if you're stepping into the role of this artist, and you may not be an artist, but we're all creative. It's just where do you apply the creativity? It's a state of mind that can be applied to anything, a state of mind of immersion in the joy of creating is intrinsically enjoyable. When you can bring this intrinsically enjoyable state to your leadership, it becomes so much more rewarding and your audience picks up on that. But if we're to borrow, if you were to borrow from Mozart's synesthesia strategy, as you contemplate this abstract sculpture of your current state, of insight, inspiration, and impact with your audience. Imagine it was a meal. Let flavors emerge from different shapes. And this is a more conscious process, so make the meal more flavorful by bringing in other flavors, spices, different combinations of ingredients. And to turn things over as you continue to contemplate the visual sculptures, simultaneously with imagining what if it was a meal. Imagine what if it was music. How would it sound? What kind of music would it be? Now let's change it. As you look at the sculpture, as you taste and smell the meal, as you hear the music that evokes and is fueled by the feeling of your current state, start to think about what you want to achieve, what your ideal state of audience insight, how would things be different if you had keen insight into what your audience would love that they haven't even thought of yet. You don't need to know the specifics. We're creating more like a vacuum where the specifics will be born. What we want the feeling is if you've already done it. What if you had created already a powerful, well-supported, robust thought leadership position that is entranced and captivated a growing audience with inspired leadership. What if you had a powerful PR campaign or content marketing campaign, whatever kind of campaign is already brought to life to bring the growth of this audience and 
the loyalty and captivation of this audience so that you've led them to a new place that has greatly benefited them and also benefited yourself. But with the focus on them, the intrinsic reward of powerful, heart-based thought leadership. Again, you don't need to see what all that will look like. Just imagine how you feel when it's done. And as you imagine how you feel when it's done, imagine what changes an abstract sculpture that represents that would display. How would it look different? And setting this clear intent is powerful. So a key to success with this or any thought experiment is creating a state of having already achieved what you want in advance. You know, and that can be elicited with questions like, what would it feel like, look like, sound like, already have this? What would you want to accomplish if anything was possible and you could not fail? And because we're dealing with a larger system with strategic thought leadership, we want to incorporate things like systems thinking by setting your goals, not just for your personal outcome, but for the positive impact on the larger systems that enable your personal outcomes, you achieve what you want. I don't think a lot of people achieve what they want. And that way your goals are ecological. And it's like when a salesperson focuses his vision on prospects' lives enriched by the product or service. They sell more. They make more commission than when they're just visualizing the resulting commission check. It isn't the joy of making a positive difference for others the most worthwhile motivation so you find more joy in the process itself. So, as you see this, and now hear the music that accompanies it and how it's changed, maybe that's a difference in rhythm or tonality, might have completely changed a different kind of music. What would it represent? the sounds of music that would celebrate this achievement. And again, using this to help inform the visual sculpture, the visual abstract sculpture. And again, use the taste of the meal. How would the meal taste different? And you can work in any of these sensory systems The taste and smell you can work with consciously. The sounds of the band you can kind of let come to you. The vision of the abstract sculpture you can let form into shape as you walk around and continue to observe it. Maybe close up, maybe far away, maybe adjusting the lighting. Continuing to adjust until it fully evokes this feeling of having already achieved what you want with your market influence, your audience influence, your audience building, your level of positive influence, the positive influence you've had on others. And again, you can stop this and come back to it at any point. We'll 
fully immersed in it. As you look at it from different perspectives, as you walk around it, maybe look at it from above or below, maybe notice with details if you zoom in close. And again, as it congeals in your mind's eye, imagining how the sculpture would look different if instead of representing the original level of achievement, joy, and focus, or whatever you value most about the accomplishment you want, it now represents what you want. Keep it abstract, but so that it evokes the feeling without being a clear representation. Spend as much time as you want contemplating this changed art piece. Now, what's the difference between how you felt viewing the abstract sculpture, hearing the music, tasting the meal, representing the existing situation, in contrast out with the feelings of viewing, hearing, tasting the sculpture, music piece, or meal, representing success? What's the difference in the location of the feeling? How does it move? How big is it? What's the temperature? What's the weight? As you notice a difference in the feeling, and as you tune in more to where the feeling is and how it moves, of the success that the amplified success representing abstract sculpture is evoking, Amplify that feeling, double it, and double it again. And when you're ready, you can come back and reorient yourself to a normal day-to-day. -day. Maybe take a look at your calendar, planner, think about it. And step fully back into the here and now. So that thought experiment is kind of like putting bait on a fishing line in murky dark waters. There's teeming with life. You can't see what's down there in the dark water. But if you put the right bait out there, you'll discover it when you reel it in. So this can be used as a way of nonlinear problem solving as well. And that's an exercise that has been done with music sometimes. It's something I learned from the NLP research a guy named Robert Diltz has done. And, and learning how Mozart composed, he also used music for solving problems in his life. When you translate things over, and resolve things with a different sensory system in an abstract way might come back in something that was resistant to pushing against the system. You ever push against the system like you're trying to accomplish something and it seems like you're pushing against a wall? Is the system pushing back? And sometimes these systemic blocks respond better to nonlinear ways like an exercise 
Diltz described was a guy using music to resolve discord at work, like he had a work team, and he imagined in his mind's ear how the team would sound if each one was playing an instrument in a jazz combo, because he was a jazz musician. So he was able to then hear that dissonance and resolve it in the music, bring in a little more melody, a little more harmony, resolve out of that, use these other sensory systems like translating the music to taste and smells and fixing the meal so it tasted better by reportioning the ingredients. Translate it to vision and let it visually evolve and emerge as an abstract sculpture like you've done. And this guy that did this said these situations would resolve themselves without any conscious effort. You go back to it and everything that seemed like a problem before was working perfectly. Now, if thought experiments like the abstract sculpture don't seem to come easily at first, just consider most people aren't used to thinking in such out-of-the-box ways. If it was a habit for everyone, then everybody would be bursting forth with great ideas and innovating regularly. And, you know, they're not. In fact, something that holds progress back is people's tendency to build barriers around changing deeply entrenched beliefs about how things are and how things work. So it takes more than just innovative thinking to create real change, of course. That inspiration should be accompanied by insight into where are the things and ideas that could change and how will that help and impact how to use media for strategic thought leadership to really help people move their mental models, help an audience move these models for their benefit and change the game, move the game forward for all of us. But when people are in a rut, putting a different frame around the situation can bring a fresh perspective, a new soundtrack, different feelings that facilitate breakthroughs. And if someone's initial tries at these unusual ways of thinking don't immediately bear fruit, that's because there's an incubation period. You do something to stimulate. People say, you know, ideas come to them when they're in the shower. They come to them when they're walking. They come to them when they're jogging, when they're doing something physical, consciously mindless that lets the unconscious do its thing and in many cases these unconscious process stimulating thought experiments are like planting a seed that bears fruit later so the next stage is making sure that you are creating windows of doing things like that where you're looking for where these new ideas will come from and don't be surprised at your surprise and unexpected insights making all the difference. Thought Leadership Studio. So this has been 
Thought Leadership Studio, episode number 16, Training Your Creativity, the Abstract Sculpture Thought Experiment. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And thank you if you have. Make sure you leave a review and if you have already. Thank you for that too. Make sure you go to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. The link is in the episode notes. Or just go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com and click on podcast. And the most recent episode page will show up that has some explanatory notes. It is not a direct transcription. It's using the media of the internet and visual media graphics that can communicate from another perspective. The kinds of things that we talk about on the podcast. And it's got links to special offers like the free marketer's guide to strategic thought leadership strongly recommend it to help you get more of a grasp clarify the picture here the talking points of the building blocks of strategic thought leadership how to go about constructing a powerful thought leadership model that can create and move an audience to your corner and the free 30-minute brainstorming session that I'm currently offering. And I have openings for a couple coaching and consulting clients. So if you are in a position of leverage, we're having a much larger impact in your marketing can make a difference. Let's talk. Check it out. We'd love to connect with you and find out what you're doing. Thanks again and see you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.